The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Another week, another episode. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. What's your name? Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Joined, as always, by my co-host, T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, we're going to do a full-depth check-in on you in just a second, but we want you to give give us one word on how you're feeling today. One word. Um, overworked. 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 We'll take that. That is one word. We will, uh, we will check back in with you in just a sec. We're going to run down how everybody's week was doing. Uh, Drees. Drees Elbow, my main man. How's it going, brother? What up, Nick? What up, T-Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow. Give me one word to describe your week or any you know, the week since our last episode. I'm going to go with balling, and I'm going to tell you why in a second. Oh. You're balling. You're balling. 10-4, 10-4. All right, so listen, we're going to get into uh, topic 1A and uh, T. Petty uh, and Drees. This was something we brought up in our uh, chat stream, and uh, just want to check in on y'all. So Saturday the 17th, I'm watching a baseball game, and all of a sudden my phone lights up. I hear what sounds like gunshots during the middle of the sixth inning. That's when the two sides, uh, two teams change sides, um, you know, offense and defense. And I hear these gunshots all of a sudden. They come back from commercial break. And this is the Washington Nationals Park, uh, which is near and dear to us. We hang out in that area. You might have an area called the yard in your section of town. This is also called the yard. And um, T. Petty, I got a uh, text from you saying that there were helicopters going on, mad police cars, the whole nine yards. And at that moment, when I got your text, I didn't quite know what was going on. So in the aftermath, we found out that there was a drive-by shooting with machine guns and a fan who was, uh, who was leaving on the third base side of the ballpark got hit by a stray bullet. Uh, they've captured, Ooh. I think, both vehicles that were involved, made some arrests. But, um, sis, I want to just check on you and your, your uh, safety and, you know, just everything was going on. What did you see? What did you hear? That's like, it's just crazy. Just a damn drive-by took place during a game. They didn't know if it was inside, outside, or what. Well, thanks for checking on your girl. So, a funny story. I actually didn't hear a damn thing. So, y'all... What? What? <laughs> I usually hear everything over the helicopters, the, so, the water crowd. How do you not hear the gunshots? This is, this is why. Y'all haven't been to the new spot yet, but when y'all come, y'all will see. So I'll just say, in case I got some stalkers, that I can see the stadium from where I am, okay. right? Um, so I am not on the side that's closest to the, that street where, where the shooting happened. 
So I actually got a text from a friend of mine asking me if I was okay. And I was like, well, why the hell wouldn't I be okay? You know something I don't? And so she told me and I was like, what the hell? So I went to the breaking news source, which is Twitter. And I was <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> why is my neighborhood trending? Then I saw all the fuckery. So I went outside and saw people running <laughs> from the stadium. What I mean, like, out oh. of the stadium, people running out of the stadium. People were still running from wow. the stadium. Cause you know, Twitter moves fast. So this, it literally just happened. And then I was like, oh, well, there's way more police cars than usual. Cause I looked on another main street by me and it was like full of police cars. And then heard the helicopter and I was like, oh. But hmm. you know, what I was closed, my patio door is closed cause it's been hotter than the sixth circle of hell. So that's, I didn't hear anything at all. Hmm. It was crazy though. It was crazy. Damn, unbelievable. So the main thing, I think the point where you started to see the people running T-Petty was inside the park. Um, people came down, the family members and um, people that was in the good seats, they came down and actually went into the visiting dugout and the home dugout, you know, looking for safety. I mean, it's a very thin wall between the inside of the stadium and the outside of the stadium. When you hear gunshots, you just, you know, go to a safe place gunshots don't normally uh, dip low. Then the other thing is, is that, and they had to do this for obvious reasons, but it had the net, it had the opposite effect. The uh, PA announcer, Drees, went over to PA and said, the danger is on the outside of the stadium. You know, uh, please stay on the inside of the stadium. And uh, no. after, you know, after everything that's gone on the last that. 20, exactly. After everything that's gone on the last 20 years in America, people ain't buying that. So they immediately headed to the exit and, they didn't know what side it was on, bro. So yeah, I texted you um, Saturday night, man. And uh, T. Petty was good, but just craziness, man. And then the game was on national TV, man, which you know gave uh, this yeah. area the DMV, DC, Maryland, and Virginia a black eye. So, bro, we've been to that park, and uh, just your a, reactions, a man, times, on the shooting. Many yeah, times. yeah. And you know, this, this makes me think about you know, I, you know, we know we have a, a, a gun violence problem in America, right? And a lot of times it's isolated in, um, in urban areas. Well, the gun problem is everywhere. It's, it's everywhere, right? But a lot of times the gun violence that's happening in urban areas is ignored or not you know, thought about or taken seriously until it kind of encroaches in on like these entertainment venues, right? That's in a national spotlight. So this just shows again that we need to be thinking about um, gun violence and what we do about it in America. It's an epidemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, the police are still piecing it together, still an active investi investigation. What was initially reported is that there was a car accident or two cars involved in the incident. Gunfire was, it was exchanged. As I said, um, a Nationals fan, a baseball fan leaving the park, got grazed by a bullet. Nothing life threatening. Thank God. But um, just craziness that uh, popped out. So, um, like you said, Dries, again, a gun violence problem in America. Uh, you go to a baseball game, especially a lot of families, you know, especially after the all-star break came to, to see the, the stars out and national game of the week. Um, you know, and supposedly you can't get more American than baseball and then shots ringing out at the ball field. Take me out to the well, ball. Actually, <laughs> you don't get any more American than gun violence. And think that's about true. it. Nothing, nothing is going to happen because is that even in the news anymore? 
I think that no. there was a news story today. They did get the second vehicle that they were looking for. They did recover it. Yeah. But beyond that, uh, we hope that we'll, you know, hear some charges being when, levied and, and whatnot. But, you know, just a sad situation all the way anything, around. When they didn't do anything, when all those little upper uh, class white kindergartners and first and second graders got murdered at Sandy Hook, how many other ways do they have to say they don't give a fuck? Because they don't. Like well, see, Betty, now, now you got me thinking. You're right because remember they when, don't they, care. when they shot up the um the congressional the baseball congressional game. baseball game, they, right? They shot up the congressional baseball game, and so, one of those right. motherfuckers that got shot is still doing the same dumb shit. Steve Scalise, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Scalise. He looks like he's half dead. Scalise, mm -hmm. yes. So mm -hmm. when it comes to their front door, they still don't give a fuck. They are much more enamored with this whole cult of death that they have around guns and doing anything about it. So we're on mm. our own. So don't be expecting much because it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. T. Petty, I'll make a cultural reference. And I think that you'll know this one. Uh, what happened, uh, you know, Saturday night during the game reminds me of a song by the large professor and main source from the Boys in the Hood soundtrack. I believe it was called A Friendly Game of Baseball. So if you want to Google that and check that out, uh, here's a hint. There it's not know. about baseball. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. So we'll continue to uh, follow up and check that out. Dries, we got another sports story. Uh, as we reported uh, last time, we uh, predicted that Maria Taylor from ESPN, who did a fabulous job hosting the uh, studio show and the live show, for the NBA Finals, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo and his crew uh, winning the uh, Stern Trophy, uh, excuse me, the Larry O'Brien Trophy uh, as the NBA champions, but she has left ESPN. They couldn't come to, uh, uh, you know, couldn't come to uh, terms on a contract. In fact, uh, because the NBA Finals went six games, they actually had to do a mini extension, a day-by-day -day extension for Maria Taylor, but... She, uh, they weren't able to reach terms. And what the trade papers are saying is that she will be leaving immediately for Tokyo to host um, one of the studio shows and be a basketball host for the 2020 slash 2001, uh, 2021 Olympics. And that she may uh, get a college football gig as well. Uh, NBC Sports does a lot of college football, which is one of her areas, one of her many areas of expertise in the sports world. So. Uh, Maria Taylor, bro, she's leaving ESPN. Yes, and exactly. You're going to keep losing talent like this, right? Keep losing talent over this foolishness, all this stuff, if you're not going to be able to kind of um, get your house in order. And did we call this on this? I think we did, bro. I think we did call this. T. Petty, do you agree? What that we called it, or that yeah. good, or that this is good for her. I think yeah, we, we did. I think call we called this. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because by the time that other yeah. crazy ass situation came to light, it had been a year. So if I were her, if I was her, I'd have been making my exit plan too. Fuck y'all. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to give a shout out to Malika Andrews, 26 years old, not a star in the making, a star. Got up there, did all her reporting uh, as the sideline reporter. 
uh, during the NBA Finals and did an outstanding, excellent job. Uh, ESPN about to lose her too because they ain't going to be able to afford her. And she's a star, I think, even beyond the sports world. Basketball is her area of expertise, but what she did in the bubble and then uh, what she did on the sidelines and then an excellent job in the midst of all that chaos in Milwaukee uh, as we're taping this podcast last night to uh, hand it over and uh, let the commissioner hand out the MVP trophy and the uh, championship trophy outstanding job so uh, hats off to her and uh, we'll see what happens with the uh, talent departures at ESPN going forward but yeah they uh, are and, leading and I think talent. We, we, we talked about this before right is that these institutions these networks right they need talent right mm-hmm. they need talent to be there um, to be viable and and people are starting to realize that that we are the the most important piece of this network and we can go anywhere we want to go. And I think folks are realizing that. And so these networks and these institutions are going to have to rethink um, this kind of power imbalance that they have and try to figure out how they start connecting with more folks and giving um, talent um, more opportunities to do what they want to do and shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. T. Patty, we're going to uh, switch gears just for a second, but it's still a sports story. The 2020-2021 Tokyo Olympics, one of the events that'll be there will be swimming. The mm-hmm. body that governs the swimming events said that swim caps for people of color or people with natural hair, that they have been banned from the Olympics. They didn't say that it gave them an unfair advantage, but for some reason they say that they're just banning these uh, swim caps that have been designed for people with natural hair, curly hair, dreadlocks, etc. Uh, your thoughts on that? Some more fuckery and foolishness. Why would you ban? It's a swim cap, the same as every other swimmer wears. We just have more stuff to stuff underneath it. And the whole point of a swim cap is to make you more aerodynamic because your hair weighs you down. So why is it different for people with naturally curly hair, aka black folks, than it is for white people? Their rules don't make any goddamn sense. And they shouldn't be having the Olympics anyway. It's full of infestation already. Somebody has already broken protocol and left um, uh, the Olympic village. Like, this is a disaster in the making. It's mm. all because of that bullshit they pulled with uh, Shikari. Mm. Mm. I see. I see. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting take, yeah? You may be right on that, T-Petty. Uh, Drees, we are team bald head, and uh, this story really wouldn't affect us in any way, shape, or form. I don't know if your boy could even go a quarter of a lift, a quarter of a length. Of the pool. <laughs> have you have you seen it? Have you ever seen an Olympic size swimming pool? I'm like, damn, that's far. And the way they make it on TV, they make it seem a little shorter. But if you ever see an Olympic swimming pool like in real life, you're like, damn, that's far. It's like a marathon. It's like 26 miles. It might as well be like swimming. So, bro, no, uh, no caps for afros or natural hair or curly hair for the Olympics, man. What's up with that? Nah, they know that black people created. Oh Lord. Uh oh, we didn't we didn't lost, we lost your audio, bro. <laughs> I need you to get that coat you hanger and just tilted. <laughs> I need to get that coat hanger and tilted just Okay, yes, sir. You still right. what? <laughs> you guys, y'all hear me right? 
We we lost you. We do now. All right. What I all we heard was all all we heard was you know black folks, and then we hear shit else. Because I went up. I hope you wasn't saying nothing good. No, I went off. I was saying you know black folks invented the wave cap. Oh. So you know we have we have waves in our hair, and so you know we can swim. So this is just hating. This is just hateration all around. Um, you know, the other thing I heard about this story, which is the, the reason why they said um, that you couldn't do the wave caps, right? Because there's some rule about you can't have um, um, headwear that changes the shape of the head. That's ridiculous. I know. And so when you stuff your hair inside the cap, right, right, it kind of creates whatever shape it creates. And I think that was the issue, right? Because the rules say you can't, you can't create nothing aerodynamic that isn't in the natural shape of the head. So they was using that as the rule to say, well, this wave cap is going to be an unnatural shape to the head, which makes no sense, right? It's that's part of some bullshit. I know, but that's, that's how they were thinking about it. That's how they were thinking about it. And so, I, you know, this, like, I, I don't know if they reversed it yet, but they, they, they got to reverse this one because it don't make no sense. Yeah, they have not reversed this as of yet. And when I read the story, this is what made this is what it made me think of, right? T Petty, you rock a natural. So many ladies rock a natural. Um, my wife has curly hair. So is her sister. And um, you know, a lot of sisters have, you know, uh, curly hair, thick hair, just hair for people of color. They had to pass a law. I believe it was in New York State saying it was okay or permitting a person to wear their hair naturally. Did you just hear what I said? They had to pass a law that was okay at the job and elsewhere for people to wear their hair naturally. That is absolutely positively 100% ludicrous. And it reeks of this classism, racism, ism, whatever you want to call it in terms of these caps for natural hair for the Olympics. Racism. Unbelievable. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to watch these uh, opening ceremonies. I don't know if it's Thursday or Friday, whatever. There's going to be no fans there. Like T. Petty said, 150% increase in COVID cases in Tokyo already. Uh, you're yep. going to be bringing people from all over the world. Um, I was I was worried. I talked to my uh, cousin today. She's a pharmacist. So I thought we was just dealing with the Delta variant. She said, oh, no, no, no. We have to Lambda. I'm like, What? Lambda. I was like, I don't, I don't even know the Greek alphabet. I know D, the letter D, and I know the letter L, and I know it's a lot of letters in between those two. So we are up to the Lambda, uh, Lambda variant. And then the other thing I saw from a doctor in Alabama, she did uh, uh, an oh, interview. God bless her, Alabama. Hmm. Yes, she says that you know, in taking care of her patients in the COVID ward, they clench her hands and they look in her eyes, and they say can I get the vaccine? And she just has to have that come to Jesus moment with them, look them in the eyes and say, it's too late for the vaccine. The vaccine cannot save you. And many of these patients are dying. So um, I don't know how we got from the Olympics. Well, I guess we did talking about uh, COVID, but uh, everybody needs to just you know chill out. Again, um, California has reinstated their mask mandate. Um, let's see, one out of every eight people in America live in California, about 40 million people out there. So we just need to continue to be vigilant. We said that this thing, uh, you know, when we were talking last year, might not be over until 2022. And it looks like we're on point for that. So 
Um, you know, hopefully, uh, as you say, uh, TP, the great uh, unwashed and the unvaxxers will get their act together. And it's really now the unvaxxed that are really uh, turning up uh, in big numbers as far as the new uh, COVID. They're like 97% of the new COVID cases. Duh. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough fall and winter. So your girl is continuing to wear her mask. When I saw the people celebrating last night, oh. I was like, coronavirus likes this. They all, I just know it's going to be raging cases of like scabies, lice, uh, other dirty people disease, and the Rona, which is running rampant through there. Because ain't no way in hell those Sick. people who were all unmasked were all vaccinated. No and, way. And you know the variants are like having a party now, so they're just like, of course oh, they are. Oh, they're oh, like, yes, this is excellent. And and in about another four weeks, probably the end of August, is going to be like everybody going to be red. So 65. are y'all still wearing your mask? I know Absolutely we're all fully vaccinated. And your boy be double looping my mask with with the. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, I I did some traveling. I I came to visit my mom and them. And um and so I left Maryland and came to Ohio. I tell you where I'm at in Ohio ain't nobody. I mean nobody wearing masks. It ain't like you know you know you go to some places and you have like half the people wearing masks, half the people not. You know and keep masks on. Like here it is like we the only ones wearing masks. And I'm like it ain't nobody else wearing masks. So it's it's about to be crazy. It's about to be on. So, you know, I was in Ohio, uh, let's see, when was that? About a month ago. And mm -hmm. I noticed the same thing. So I went out to my favorite Trader Joe's. You know, I love that place. So I put my mask on when I'm walking in. Nobody had on a mask. And I was just like, ugh, all y'all look. You be the only one. You be the diseased. only one in there. And they looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But guess whose lung capacity is going to be at 100%? That would be this girl. I hear that. Yeah. yeah T. Petty, uh, they estimated 65 to 75,000 people outside the Bucks Arena last night when they won the championship. Inside, about 15 or 18,000. So, some were wearing masks inside, but you know, it just wasn't uh, the numbers that you would have thought from the shots that they saw, no pun intended, <laughs> from the shots that they showed of the coverage uh, outside of the arena. Uh, your boy went down to Florida for a little bit for a little uh, hour and hour, and uh, it was a mixed bag. Sometimes uh, people come in uh, fully masked, uh, other places, you know, you see the signs on the door, and then um, I just wore my mask everywhere, and there were some places where people weren't wearing masks. So we have to continue to be vigilant. Uh, you know, um, you know, if America gets a cold, um, you know, uh, the black community gets the flu. So we've done pretty good as far as these vaccines go, but we got a long way to go for the rest of the uh, unvaxxed. So we, we're going to cross our fingers and say a prayer on that and, and take things from there. Drees, I got a funny one for you. Okay, you remember Janoris Jenkins, right, from the Tennessee Titans? He had his Bentley, quote, unquote, and I'm yes. saying air quotes, stolen from the Atlanta airport, right? Yeah, because he left it there for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> like two weeks, and they two took weeks. it. Yes. Okay, but do you know Young Ho? What? Young Ho. Oh, wait, I did hear this story. Go yes. ahead and put it down yes. there. Yes, Young Ho Koo. Oh my God, Young Ho Koo is a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. 
So, um, you know, throughout uh, the pandemic, um, people, you know, robbing to eat in the old nine yards, auto thefts are up across the country, but especially in Atlanta. He had his Jeep stolen and he went to social media to try and get it back. He said he didn't want the Jeep. He said he didn't care about the car. He said if they just came back and brought the contents of what was in the Jeep, he'll be fine and he will not press charges. The content of the Jeep was all of his kicking cleats. This is how he makes his money. So kickers have different cleats, ones for kickoffs, ones for onside kick attempts, ones for short field goals, one for long field goals, grass, artificial turf, et cetera. So he lost his cleats. They're irreplaceable. And he went to um, social media to ask if he can get his cleats back. Haven't heard if he's got his cleats back yet, but yes, young ho Koo had his Jeep stolen and his cleats too. Yeah, I heard this story, and and you're right, Nook. It's like when you are a kicker like that, right? You have specialized equipment, right? And um, like you said, he has a cleat for like every kind of conceivable, um, you know, scenario there. But also, those those cleats are like it's it's your equipment that you use all the time. So it's yes. not like you can run out to the store and like give me another one, and I'm just gonna put it on. Are you right? And so that messes with his, you know, his ability to do his job. So that's his livelihood, right? Absolutely. And, um, he, you know, he's probably going to have to offer some reward for it before he gets them back. So I think he's going to get them back, but he's got to offer an award for those cleats. And it's like anybody who find it, find these cleats, you're going to get some money because people will drop down. I don't Absolutely. care who stole those cleats. If somebody know they stole them cleats and their cleats, I'm going to get 10, 10 G's. For bringing all the cleats back? Well, it was Cleophis that stole them cleats. He <laughs> <laughs> Not Cleophis. Yeah, I'm dropping down. <laughs> T. Petty, those are custom molded uh, cleats. And, um, you know, they uh, fit and made uh, exact to the exact specification of a kicker's foot. Um, so, um, you know, those things are broken in as well. And, you know, you get a good feel on those. So they done stole Young Hoku's cleats. Well, maybe Young Ho shouldn't have kept such a valuable equipment in his car. Who does that? That would be like me leaving one of my designer bags in my car while I'm diddy bopping my ass all around DC. How does that make sense? That's a good point. TV. And is it some kind of epidemic with, with football players in Atlanta? Y'all need to get y'all shit together. Janoris and Young Ho. <laughs> I ain't gonna even say nothing other than that. <laughs> Janoris and Young, I think he put a $10,000 for starters, a $10,000 reward out. So we'll see if that uh, produces some results and uh, hopefully he'll get his cleats back. Hmm. Uh, T. Patty, we're gonna round third and head for home on this episode. I wanna clear this out for you because I know you got a lot to say about this. I do? What is yes, it? You, yes, you do. Uh, these rocket men, uh, Richard oh, Grant's- These Richard motherfuckers. <laughs> Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, billionaires, Virgin Atlantic and um, the uh, Rainforest Company, took rocket ships into outer space this week, two in one week. Um, it really seemed to me from afar that it was like they're rich and they could do it, so they did it. There were some other people that were on the respective ships with them. Um, it really wasn't covered by NASA or, you know, it wasn't like you could see them breaking the atmosphere or anything like that. But these rocket men, 
What are your thoughts, T. Petty, on these guys going into outer space? Rich white boys with nothing else to do with themselves, but have some dick measuring contest on who can go to space first. Do you think it was a coincidence that Jeff Bezos' ship looked like a dick? Because it really did. It was very phallic. <laughs> it was just stupid. Like they went up there, they stayed for what, 30 seconds. And then the commentary was like, boy, this is awesome. Like, you, oh my God. It's like my nightmare of being with the worst Chad ever who had a whole lot of money to do some stupid shit. You're doing that. Meanwhile, workers in the rainforest warehouses got a piss in bottles and have all these dying of COVID and all other kind of shit. And then he comes back down to earth and says, thanks to my workers and customers, cause y'all pay for this. Well, I guess the fuck we did. Wait, he, paid, he said it. That's what he, he said. said. Oh my Lord. And it's true. If I was I exploiting. <laughs> I know it's true, but he, he just said it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm sure he didn't, he, pro- well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm sure. He probably did not intend for it to come across the way that it did, but it basically was just like, well, fuck y'all. Y'all made me a billionaire and I'm just going to fuck off my money while my workers are on welfare, uh, don't have health insurance, and all all their other things are not unionized, making, what, $15 an hour while he makes how much a minute? Mm. And that other... Richard Branson, at least he keeps a lower profile. Yeah, yeah. That's but he true. is an original colonizer, so you know they're more low key. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Richard Branson is a fake low key. He he try he try to act on the humble, but he he like he be on some other stuff too. I mean, if I was rich, I would be on some other stuff too. But since I'm not, I'm gonna talk shit. Mm. Drees, <laughs> <laughs> Drees, Kanye West once rapped I've been <sighs> shift. And I ain't made shit. I wish I could find me a spaceship and fly past the sky. Two people did it this week. Would you ever get, if they selected you, Drees, would you go on a rocket ship? Listen, right? I'm not going on no rocket ship with no two white men. Because (laughs) you you know, the last time that we did it, it didn't turn out too well. Because they're gonna look around wherever we land they they're gonna need some labor because and because they for sure ain't doing no work, and you know that. So well, I was that's like, true. And people people talk about like I would I would want to meet a billionaire and hang out with a billionaire and learn learn this and learn that from like nope. I try to stay away from billionaires because if they ain't good for nothing else, they're good at taking your money. So I would never <laughs> hang out with and exploit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exploit. <laughs> so <laughs> do not hang out with billionaires. The hmm. other thing is. You know, I've always asked myself, it's like, why is they so anxious to get off planet Earth, right? Like, they got everything, they can afford everything, but they say, we got to figure out a way to get off this planet. It just makes me think they know something that we don't. It's like, yeah, that's a wrap. This thing done done. This planet is through. We got well, You fly. know, that was this, the plot in what movie was that? One of my disaster movies. Was it yeah. 2012? Yep. 2012. All the rich people were going to be on those ships. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So it, it may make you think <laughs> they, they planted ahead. They know something, you know, that we probably don't know. And then the last thing I'll say, um, I was watching this um, uh, documentary on Netflix. It's called Summer of Soul. And I'm giving it a shout out because I think it's good to watch. Quest Love. 
Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it talks about this um this concert that was this cultural festival that was in Harlem and it just had all kind of beautiful musicians and acts. Anybody you can dream of. It um it happened in the in the sixties, right? It was um it was um the same year as Woodstock, right? This beautiful, amazing concert of like black people in Harlem, like you know, thousands and thousands. And it was the same year that they um um that the United States um landed on the moon. And so they went to this concert and it was asking black people like, hey, we just landed on the moon. What do you think? And black people was like, I don't give a damn. Like, you know, he's struggling here. Like, it's, it's, it's exactly. rough. I think they blowing all this money going to the moon and you got people living in ghettos. So I think that's the same thing with them this week going to the moon. You got people, you got the whole world in crisis with COVID. Economy struggling. People trying to recover back. People dying. And you off to the moon. It just seems like just out of touch and callous. So, look, um, Chief Petty, I I've never seen the movie 2012, but I have seen an episode of The Twilight Zone. It was called To Serve Man. So these aliens came to Earth and they were showing them how to like grow food and um, at like a much higher rate. And um, it was like great, you know, he, the little the big alien. He was like tall. He's like eight feet tall. And um, he couldn't talk, but he would like talk through an interpreter and stuff. He went on Congress. He's like, oh, I'm just here to help y'all. Just here to help y'all. So people signed up to get on this rocket ship, right, with the aliens. And they was feeding the people. You want to know why? Because they was taking the people back to their planet so they could cook them and eat them. So the um, episode was called To Serve Man because the manifesto that the aliens came to Earth with was a damn cookbook. One of the uh, secretaries, <laughs> they, interpreted the, they interpreted the manifesto. She was like, it's a cookbook, it's a cookbook. And the guy tried to get out the spaceship and they strong-armed his motherfucking ass and put him back in the spaceship. And they was, they was fattening the poor human so they could cook him and, and eat him. You know what, I, 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 oh, really, well. I really do believe that the reason why they wanted to ride up in space so they could be the ones, if there was an alien civilization looking at us and saying like, okay, I got to wait until they get mature enough to be able to kind of, you know, get, you know, space flight, you know, for the masses, they want to be the first ones up there so they can talk to the aliens and negotiate stuff. So I, I know that, that that is ego right there. It ain't got nothing to do with, I want advanced technology. I want to make the world a better place. No, I want to be the one, if I go up there and somebody up there, I want them to see me. I want to be the one hey, that and then so they can colonize them. Exactly. Everywhere colonizers have gone, they have wreaked death, hell, and destruction. There is no country on planet, on this planet where they have shown up and it's better off than what it was. Like, yeah, we have all these technological advances and rah, 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 but look at the cost of what happened to the indigenous people who were there, Australia. Mm -hmm. North America, Africa, uh -huh. Asia, India, every fucking where they have shown up is worse off for the people who were there originally South and America for too. the environment mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Central America, the islands, Haiti, all of it. Hey, mm -hmm. oh, don't even get me started on Haiti and France. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I really so, didn't. So, so I where are they gonna go then? They just gonna, they're just gonna go to space and just say we're gonna colonize just space in in general. They ain't even trying to get no planets yet. I know they want Mars. They they definitely want Mars, but I, I don't know what they're gonna get in between. This is gonna be all of space. 
Uh, two quick uh, things. Uh, there was a, I won't say which one, but there was a petition for one of the gentlemen to stay in outer space. It was signed by 165,000 people. Two, between those two gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> like, don't I, I just said pick <laughs> one. <laughs> I will send you the articles. I know it's Jeff Bezos. He need to go for them whack ass lines he was giving to his uh that chick he was cheating with when he got caught. Like you a billionaire, you can't come up with no better lines than that. Like yeah. pay somebody to write right. your lines, bro. At least, man, what is it? Because Tiger Woods was well, he was trash too. No game. I guess they figure I got enough money, I don't need no game. The other uh, pick two I'll give to you is that. Um, if the aliens saw one of the two gentlemen, they probably would be like, oh, hey, dad, how you doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we'll leave it yes. at that. Well, all right. when you're a millionaire. There the it is. don't matter as much. Mm. You said a mouthful. You said a mouthful. Three <laughs> give me one shout out, one final thought, or one prediction. All right, I'm going to get a, a shout out to my sister. And this is why I'm, I've am i been balling this week. I told y'all I came to visit my mama and them uh, in Ohio. So I've, I've been chilling uh, at my mama house, just chilling, relaxing, balling. But then my sister said, you can come over. She gave me the whole apartment so I can do the digital um, gumbo podcast from here. So I want to give a shout out to her. And, um, you know, she got like a really nice place. You know, I'm used to a place where kids is running around and it's all kind of stuff. It smells like Fruit Loops and, you know, everything. <laughs> her, her apartment smells like incense. You know, it's all sophisticated. And I'm, I'm going to get in her liquor. <laughs> I'm going to get in she her liquor. She going to beat I, your I, ass. I know. She's going to get in some petty. But a big <laughs> shout out to all my family. Um, so um, thank y'all so much. That's what's up. That's what's up. T. Petty, a final thought, a prediction, or a shout out? You know what? I'm going to be a little vain this week, and I'm going to shout myself out. Okay. And you know why? Why? Because your girl got another promotion. Oh, congratulations. What? Drinks on T. Petty. Drinks mm. on T. Petty. Now, you supposed to be celebrating me, but you're trying to make me spend money. No, I'm, I'm celebrating you. <laughs> I'm celebrating you. <laughs> By drinks on promotion. I did get a promotion. My second one in less than, let's see, what? Oh, this that was July. So second one in less than a year. Your girl is killing it. Killing the so game. So shout out to me. Uh, coming out of the bullshit that was 2020. I mean, 2021 is still some bullshit, but I mean, some good shit is still happening too. So kudos to me. Gotcha. We'll have a drink together when we see each other in person. But at this rate, I'll have another promotion because it ain't going to be till 2022. <laughs> hey, hey, T-Petty. <laughs> T-Petty, can, can, can I get your old laptop? I know you get a new laptop in that promotion. Can I get your old laptop? Sir, <laughs> good day. <laughs> No. I wanna, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Y'all met them at uh, my birthday yeah, celebration. Yeah, I yes. got the good news. Yes, yes, yes. So I have a new nephew, Anansi, who I will uh, call Ooh. him affectionately and lovingly KJ. He came into the world uh, yesterday as we're taping this podcast. And uh, he's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, looking around, observing, seeing what's going on. So Want to give a shout out to them. Um, two babies in two years. My baby niece just turned two um, first week of July. So 
she's big sis and she's going to be running the show, but little bro is here. I'm so, so proud of them. They uh, putting in work and, um, you know, raising these kids and to everybody out there raising these kids, I give you a shout out because uh, I'm not going to do it, but y'all going to do it. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a good uncle. I might have to take a GoFundMe out for all these kids, Christmas presents, but um, I want to give them a shout out. Seriously. My little nephew uh, is here and uh, can't wait to meet him. So that's what's up. So shout out to my brother-in-law, sister-in-law. Congrats. Yes. Congrats. Congrats. Another happy, healthy baby. Add it to, add it to the mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're thankful to the creator for all of that. Well, listen, this is another episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We are wrapping up. Oh, 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 another week, another affair. So in addition to our ongoing affair with the country of France, T. Petty, five straight weeks, we've been in the top 250 in France. But now you want to know who's hollering at us now? Who? Great. Great Britain. The original colonizers? The original colonizers. We're in the the top 50 there. We also uh, had a a couple of uh, stays for a couple of days on their uh, all-time improv list. We get the emails every day. So we're doing work overseas. I don't know who's listening. I don't know if y'all was over there. Whoever was listening was at the British Open and you just decided to download, you know, the Digital Gumbo podcast while y'all was at the British Open or what have you, but we appreciate y'all. And if y'all listening inside the palace or whatever, you know, holler at us. Uh, you know, we maybe could do, you know, an IG live or we'd love to talk to you and see, you know, what's going on over there. But anyway, it goes. You think, you think the queen will come? It's a, it's a queen in Great Britain. Oh, I think I will leave that interview up to T. Petty. It might be a very short interview, but, uh, you know, um, I'm willing to roll the dice on that. Willing to roll the dice on that. But, yeah, we want to give a shout out to everybody in uh, Great Britain um, that's listening to us and uh, shouted y'all out a couple times and some tweets. So we definitely, definitely appreciate that. So, um, listen, you guys uh, know uh, we had after party number 11. We put that on our YouTube channel. So you can just go to YouTube and type in the Digital Gumbo Podcast and check that out if you haven't already. After Potty number 12 will also be coming up. We're on Instagram. We're on um, Twitter. You guys can uh, check us out. And um, if you're not following us on Instagram, you might want to do that because there could be something in store relatively soon as far as the Digital Gumbo and Instagram is concerned. And you know, like on Instagram, if you got your notifications on, you get a notification, something pops up, and then it goes into the ether forever. It might not be a traditional podcast, might not. I think I've said too much, T. Petty. I think I said too much, Drees, but if I was y'all and y'all not following us- You still don't want to miss it, though. If you're not following us on Instagram, you might want to go ahead and do that. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just, I'm not you, but if I were, I would. So yeah, follow us uh, on Instagram and uh, we're uh, at the digital gumbo there. So listen, we're going to get on out of here. Continue to stay uh, cool. Oh, you know, I got a couple of stories for y'all really quickly. One, um, I went outside yesterday and my eyes was really hazy. Like, I don't know what a cataract is, but I thought I was catching cataracts. You do not have no damn cataracts. I thought I had cataracts. Everything Why was, was your eyes so hazy. What was you my doing? Eyes was yeah, hazy. what was you doing? I cleaned my glasses. I was like, damn, these glasses are clean. Why am I hazy? The smoke from the fires on the West Coast had come in. And you know, like when- um, are, you, are you lying? 
I swear to God, it was hazy, like, like it was a <laughs> ring around my eye and I couldn't see clearly. Like, you know, when we cook chicken in the winter and then it's like that thin layer of flour <laughs> right. and grease. And like, the, you don't like folks, we always got to relate some shit to chicken. If you don't, <laughs> if, you don't <laughs> if you don't put the hood range on and blow the exhaust out, you know, like that uh, gets into the air, especially in the winter time. It was like, it was just like, just particles of stuff like all outside it's like wow then um you know it, it cleared up but they're saying that the fires that took place on the west coast uh went ahead and they created its own jet stream and deposited the smoke and the smog from the west coast from the fires uh on parts of the eastern seaboard mid-atlantic new york etc so that's real stuff so climate change is real y'all um but yeah that's oh, interconnected I couldn't Damn. see straight, and I, I thought I had a problem, but um, looks like it's blown away, and uh, hopefully uh, things will get back to normal. Uh, for everybody in harm's way with those fires, uh, prayers out for y'all, and uh, we hope that uh, those get taken care of uh, very, very soon. It's just mind-boggling to think that millions of acres just, mi I, know, I mean, shit, one acre is enough, but millions of acres get burned up, trees and destroying the ecosystem and the whole nine yards, and could be a generation before those trees that are destroyed grow back, but nature always wins. But, um, you know, these fires are definitely nothing to mess with, especially in the severe drought that we have, especially on the West Coast. So um, prayers and thoughts out to y'all. All right, so uh, we will check y'all out next time. As I said, after party number 12 will be coming soon. So remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts and then download, subscribe, rate, and review on all other podcasts. Download. Uh, excuse me, follow on Apple Podcasts and then download, subscribe, rate, and review on all other platforms. Y'all good? Anything else? I'm good. All right. We'll Overwork, we're good. All right. We'll check y'all out next time. It's the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace, y'all.